0: It's the Amazing Rico Bronya Podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Welcome to another Rico Bronya where no, no, we have no endgame on what the hell's going to happen with Carlos Correa. I guess we should start with the Carlos Correa update, which is really nothing. <laughs> I mean, ooh, the Minnesota Twins may be involved. Ooh, the... Mets and Correa is still talking. They, this process sucks, and there's two kind of ancillary things that make this suck. Number one, Carlos Correa was a surprise for all of us. When we woke up 18 days ago, 19 days ago, 20 days ago, depends when you're listening, and found out the shocking news that the Mets apparently were signing Carlos Correa, we were met with shock, shock and awe. Well, as we sit here three weeks later, there is no shock. Now we're just waiting to find out, is he actually going to be Met? Or is he not going to be a Met? And if he's not a Met, even though I think most of us would say, okay, I understand the concern. I understand the fear of the ankle. It's going to be Met with massive disappointment. And I think that this Met offseason, no matter what you thought about it three weeks ago, even though it would be the same offseason, prior to the signing of Correa, which none of us saw coming, it would feel worse. It would feel like a disappointment. That may not be fair necessarily, but is that not true? That we have spent three weeks as Met fans dreaming about Carlos Correa in this batting order. Not as a unrealistic fantasy, but as a reality or as what we thought was an apparent reality. So I don't know if that affects ticket sales I don't know if that affects the Met business, but for me, you, and most of us as Met fans, the view of the offseason changes, as unfair as that may sound, because we thought Correa was going to be on the team, and he may not be on the team. Now, that's not the reason Steve Cohen should just give him whatever he wants. That wouldn't be the reason to give Scott Boris whatever he wants, but I'm just trying to analyze this fairly and trying to think about what most Met fans are going to be thinking about if we do get the news at some point that the Mets have walked away from these negotiations and Correa ends up wherever you want to put him. That, no matter what you thought three weeks ago about this Mets offseason, you will probably think a little bit more negatively about it now. Does that represent you,
1: Hoff? And I, I I do feel that way because it's this the past three weeks I've I've been under the impression that Carlos Correa is ours. Now is it devastating blow to us to the New York Met that he if he does not become a Met? No, it doesn't. But it's one of those things where it's like it makes so much sense. It feels like he's ours, and it's like I'm not bragging. I haven't bragging at all. I've been like, oh my god, lock it up championship, but it at this point in time. If it doesn't get done, it, it kind of will dig at us, for for me, for quite some time.
0: Yeah, and that's not saying to the Mets, just sign him at all costs. I'm not in that camp. I think some Mets fans may be in that camp. I'm not in that camp because we are talking about a 12-year, $300 million contract. And the Mets are not making up the ankle concerns. The San Francisco Giants weren't making up the ankle concerns. So the Mets have to be smart about what they feel comfortable giving him. And considering how badly Steve Cohen wants him, I think that was made clear by the comments he made a few weeks ago, whatever they end up walking away from is going to feel justified. But it doesn't change the fact that for days and days and days, we were all doodling Met lineups that featured Carlos Correa in it. I'm also at the point where I kind of want closure to this whole thing. It isn't really I, holding up the off season. Wouldn't be a fair thing to say. Sure. If this Correa thing gets signed, they'll move on to other things. They may trade Eduardo Escobar, like we talked about on the last Rico, but if they don't sign him, it's not as if there's somebody sitting out there that they're going to sign. That's even close to being on the same level as Carlos Correa. There are other options to fill out this roster, guys like Andrew McCutcheon and Adam Duval, players like that, but obviously none of them are on the level of Correa. None of them would have the role of Carlos Correa. So it's not even the frustration of holding up the offseason. It's more just knowing for all of us. Just is this guy on
1: the team, or is he not on the team? What the hell's going on? Yeah, but you you say it's not holding things up, but it it kind of is. With what though? I, again, th- there's the the levels. It's like, Ken Rosenthal put out the statement, if, if if and when this happens for a Correa, Escobar is probably going to be dealt. Well, that seems like a major piece because you and I just sat here the last podcast said we we think that he a, is an asset to the New York Mets and we think we should have him on the team. But now you see this, there, and we'll get into some things later, there are pieces being dealt that would be an asset if Escobar was dealt the way that the Mets could actually use. Yeah, but, okay, but here's my counter to that.
0: I don't think teams who wanted Eduardo Escobar are going to move on from it. Like I think they're going to wait and find out how the Carlos Correa thing unfolds. There may be even a little bit of a holdup to minor things of the offseason then of waiting to find out, okay, is Correa on the Mets? Because that could make this guy available. That could make that guy available. So I don't think the Mets are losing out on anything Because of the Correa holdup. Like, the Philadelphia Phillies made the trade for Gregory Soto. We're going to talk a little Phillies today and the looming threat that they pose to the Mets in the National League East. That's coming up in a little bit. But I don't necessarily think that if the Correa thing was done 48 hours ago, Escobar's going to Detroit for Gregory Soto. I don't necessarily think that. Okay,
1: but if they don't get Correa they are less likely to trade Escobar which is why maybe other pieces may be you know taken away like again you're right it may not have been a guarantee that Soto was the guy that was gonna be traded back for 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 Escobar but because we don't know whether we are going to keep or trade Escobar it it does hinder some other aspects of it it he could be a Met. Escobar may be a meta. if Correa is, is not on this team if that's a possibility Escobar's gonna be on team oh no doubt about it But
0: if we think, okay, what do the Mets do tomorrow if Correa is a twin, right? They decide to walk away. Carlos signs with Minnesota or some other team, hopefully not the Braves, which is like a deep, dark fear. What do the Mets do? I'm telling you what they do is something minor. What they do is they go back to what we were talking about three and a half weeks ago, which is adding a right-handed DH to improve over Darren Roth. You know, they're not adding a third baseman because the Mets could easily say, we have Eduardo Escobar, we have Brett Beatty, we have Luis Guillerme, we're good to go. We, we were adding Correa because he's a special player who happened to be available, but I don't think it it causes the Mets to do anything crazy. Uh, there are Mets fans who believe that Cohen will do something crazy because he has shown us that when he gets angry, he does something big. The story from last year, he's mad at Steven Matz's agent, 48 hours later, Max Scherzer's a met. He's mad at Jacob deGrom for talking about how, hey, I went to a team that's really serious about winning, and he goes out and he signs Justin Verlander and Cody Singa and Jose Quintana and then eventually Carlos Correa. I don't think there's anything crazy left to do, and that's even when Correa signed. Correa was... The last big piece available. I never thought the Red Sox were trading Rafael Devers, and obviously that's not going to happen now that they've locked him up to a long-term contract. So I don't think there's this monstrous move necessarily to pivot
1: to. But I think we're going to get an answer soon. Who, I really do. Who, who do you think blinks first, though? That's really what it comes down to. It's a staring contest, and it's it's between, between Cohen and Boris. So... I said, I think it was on the last Rico
0: or maybe two Ricos ago, I lose track because this Correa thing has lasted forever, that I've remained confident the Mets are going to end up with him. Now that confidence has taken a little bit of hit because there was the leaking a couple of days ago where the Mets are ready to move on and Boris is fielding other offers. So you have heard those stories come out, the negative stories. But here we are a few days after those leaks and it's back to radio silence. It's back to they're still talking. It's back to Correa still prefers to be a Met and Cohen still prefers to get something done. So I still think they work something out because logic also tells me where is Carlos going and what is he getting? The San Francisco Giants walked away from a contract because of the medicals. The New York Mets have been staring them down for 18 days, and they would then walk away
1: because of the medicals.
0: So what team is giving them 10 years guaranteed and won't be afraid of the medicals?
1: It's not 10 years (laughs) guaranteed, but it'll be the Atlanta breeze for like five.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's all our fears. That's all our fears. I remain, I'm not cocky. I'm not saying it's like ninety percent, but I remain leaning towards the idea that they're going to make things work. But if it doesn't work, it's going to be a massive disappointment. There's no denying that. I, I can't, I can't sugarcoat that. It would be a big disappointment, and it'd be tough to to go back to twenty days ago and try to get back to that feeling of how we felt about this offseason. There was a split. There were Met fans. I you may have been one of them, Pete, who said, "Yeah, I like what they did with the pitching, but I don't feel like we've gotten any better." offensively, so I guess it'll go back to that discussion, but it's tough, man. When you spend three weeks thinking Carlos Correa is going to be in your lineup and then he's not,
1: that's what we call blue balls. <laughs> this whole thing has been a giant case of blue balls. And and I was one of those people that were like, we need something else to put us over the hump, and that's the thing about Carlos Correa. I, we've talked about this numerous times. It, it's Carlos Correa is is not an MVP type of guy. He's not someone that's going to come in and be like, "Whoa, this guy's going to be Aaron Judge, Shohei Otani. We know that, but for this Mets team, the piece is just so exciting to be like, "Oh my God, we have so many toys to play with." With the length and the length line- lengthens the lineup, it, it stretches everything out. It just makes the team that much better. He can't do that anybody anywhere else. So it's like it makes so much sense that he should be a Met because his impact is greatest. With the Mets, not on any other ball club. Well, unless he's an Atlanta Brave. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. That, that's not happening,
0: by the way. They don't have any more money. No. They no, signed no. everybody already. I think the Brave thing is just this common joke that the Braves will end up finding a way. Yeah, they'll find a way to do it.